Yeah. Isn't it good sometimes just to, if you're tired, just to re- release like a scream, like a. Duh. I didn't hear a scream there, mate. Gah! Duh! <sighs> it's all, it feels like it, like a caveman. It's just good to get it out. Give it a go. Do you remember uh, about 10 years ago, at the beginning of a programme on BBC One, there was a group of people. Um, and, and they were, like, stood on sort of, like, some rocky outcrop making yeah. those kind of strange statues that yeah. you've just been doing, yeah. The, the old... The idents he used to have where that's, people that's were, like, it. canoeing and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Honestly, if, you, if you're feeling like, well, i got stuff built up, you're tired, whatever, give, give it a little... I'm going to try now. Go on. You have to throw, throw the sound. That's it, brilliant. That's knock some glasses over over there. Here's the podcast. Yeah! Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Feels like a Tuesday. <laughs> when is this going to end? <laughs> when are these, are these theories about days going to end? It's actually a Wednesday. They These theories end on Friday, because oh, you'll right. say it feels like a Friday. It actually is a Friday. No, but it won't end. It won't end for me, mate. <laughs> me and you doing home time after that, and you'll no. be doing the same thing. Next bank holiday. But normally you'll have to wait until Easter again, so this is the last one. This is a cry from help for me. You lot, that's for sure. It's Bush and Richie. It's your home time, boys, looking after breakfast uh, Wednesday morning on Absolute Radio. Uh, so, you know, we work together. Sometimes you can get into, like, a rhythm and do stuff at the same time without thinking about it. Uh, I think we got into a food rhythm r- last night because we were just chatting downstairs before we came up to do the show. Turns out, me, Richie, and producer Adem have all had kids' meals for our tea last night. So we would define a kid's, a kid's meal, to be quite frank, it's rather brown, isn't it, really? Mainly beige, yes, <laughs> but something quite comforting about it. Richie, you had a classic. What did you have last night? Burger and chips. Love it. Leftover baps from a weekend barbecue, so they had to be used. Yeah, good. Uh, so uh, slung some burgers in them. I would say they were sweet potato fries, so okay. a nod towards adult chips. Slightly, slightly more brasserie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. With polenta grated on them. I had chicken pieces uh, with uh, chips, oven chips, using our brilliant new oven chip tray with holes in it, which is the most amazing invention ever, and baked beans, which is like a, cur- a good kid curveball yeah, to the place. Excellent. Uh, but producer Adem, I think, has has won so far in terms of the child's meal thing. He had chicken nuggets. What do you have it with? Chicken nuggets and just a selection of dips. Chicken nuggets and dips. <laughs> oh, wow, that's like the fun meal you have, like when you're on death row. <laughs> uh, you you two over there, did you have grown up meals or, or child's meals? Um, I had a kids' meal if kids eat sushi. <laughs> yeah, sushi for kids. <laughs> and Glenn... I had I had shakshuka, which I don't think any child is opting for as their first choice. <laughs> I've never even heard of that before in my life. Uh, yeah, it's like eggs and a sort of tomato-y... Like baked eggs. It's really yeah. nice. Ba- you had baked eggs. Yeah. It's really nice, but I would make a ruling here and say the only people to have kids' meals are those in this half of the studio <laughs> and not next door. So, l- listening at home right now, w- were you with these two over there? Glenn and Emma, who've had grown-up, very, very sophisticated meals, or me, Richie, and producer Adam, who are eating like children. If you've had a, a kids' meal recently and you're very proud of it, text the show, let us know, 8 12, 15. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We just spent that entire song sat around a computer looking at pictures of what Glenn had for his tea last night. Little indicator of how the show's going to go. It sounds like something City might buy in the transfer window. What's what's it called again, what you had? Shakshuka. Never heard of it. Do you know what? I feel smug about how impressed you seem. However, I did not make it myself. 
or my girlfriend did. Okay, but that's. I, I th- when you said that you didn't make it, I thought you, he's had a takeaway. But you've actually, if you've had it, then you've had it. Yeah. That's grown-up food. Yeah, and also, like, if, when it comes to takeaway, that's when I'd be childish. That's pizza or burger and chips every time. Nothing else. <laughs> Part of the Glen rules, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> the, we're talking this morning about having childish meals. The direct opposite on this side of the room. Uh, Richie had burger and chips. I had chicken pieces, chips, and baked beans. Producer Adem in the lead with just chicken nuggets and dips. Have you had a kids' meal recently? This text that drops in, they're not even big enough to put a name to themselves, but you should be. What a meal. I had a salt and vinegar crisp sandwich with a packet of crisps on the side, well, followed by a refresher bar, if that counts as a kid's God. meal. That's Amazing. That's lunch. That's yeah, I just burgled a newsagent. <laughs> Unbelievable. A chumpster who's on Twitter, he says, guys, Monday's tea was sausages, waffles and spaghetti hoops. Hashtag kids tea. It really is. Sam, what did you have? It was turkey dinosaurs and jettas. Smiley face and beans. Turkey Jetters? What are Turkey Jetters? Yeah. I thought that was a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, Turkey Dinosaurs, but aeroplane. Oh. Uh, Sam, do you have children or have you gone and bought this stuff in just as uh, as a grown-up, just living the dream? No, it was just being a grown-up. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Sam. Bold as brass, oh. living the dream. And what do you do, Sam? Have you got a, a position of responsibility? Uh, no, I'm a plumbing and heating engineer. It's good, though, so you've got someone's entire household, you know, uh, in your control, their safety. And, and you might be working for a customer today, they won't have any idea whilst you're rattling around fixing their boiler that you had turkey dinosaurs And last not night. just that, oh, no. of all the trades, he's the trade that really rakes it in, your plumbing and heating engineers, and he is choosing <laughs> to use his disposable income for turkey jet planes and smiley faces. It's just the best dinner, though. It's honestly, it's the best dinner. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Child's Meals. Did you have one last week, uh, last night? We all did in the studio. Mm. Uh, Coral did in Cheltenham. Says, not only a kid's meal, but a kid's dessert. Ooh. A Kinder Buenos milkshake. Other half had a waffle covered in bananas, chocolate sauce oh. and cream. We're using the excuse that I had three teeth out yesterday. That sounds like uh, something Elvis might have. <laughs> It's like Elvis yeah. meal or something like that. Uh, the good old treat. The part of this is just about treating yourself. You, you know, you deserve it. Matt says, my wife went veggie recently. I made her very jealous with chicken Kievs for myself and my daughter last night. Love a Kiev. Be proud about these kids' meals. Patrick, what did you have? Sausage chips. Wow, and who was having that? Was just you, you on your own or was this for like oh, a whole no, group? No, no, no. We, uh, we did the whole family. We did me, my wife, the teenager and the 80-year-old grandmother. Wow, and what is the key to get... So- oven chips is, is a difficult... I presume you had oven chips, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What's the key to getting oven chips right? Because they, they lie. Not they that- tell lies on the back of the pack, don't they, about how long it takes to cook? Well, it does, but in our house, the best way not to do oven chips is not let the wife cook them. Oh, oh, Patrick! What is your method then, Patrick, if you're Mr. Oven <laughs> Chips? <laughs> <laughs> Put him in, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> His wife takes too much care and attention. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
Absolute Radio. Today's show is being brought to you by the chords A, D and E, which are the guitar <laughs> chords of choice of our uh, budding musician, uh, Emma Jones, who we uh, discovered yesterday is uh, taking up the guitar. Uh, and Bush and I have decided that uh, uh, during this uh, few days that we're looking after the breakfast show mm-hmm. for Dave and Matt, we'd utilise Emma's new skills uh, by uh, recording a brand new song that's going to end our daily podcast. Essentially, we're offering Emma a record deal. Correct. I, I don't know if you understand how bad I am at playing the guitar. I, I cannot string those three chords together. I can't stress that enough. Well, let it in post. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, honestly, we have, we have all 100% faith in you. 100% faith in you. And once we get this song done at the end of our podcast, obviously we're going to go back to our home time show next week, I feel like we'll leave this breakfast show with, with someone that we, you know, we can really hang our hats on. The question is, are you downplaying your abilities? Are you just being modest because you know you said oh I've never run a marathon before you went and posted a fantastic time so there's a guitar just making its way uh, into your studio right now uh, with uh, our producer uh, Adem uh, so you can um... I think you're going to be disappointed there it is well let's let's see come is on it tuned give it a little strum let's see um, A okay, D and E um, E is probably the one I remember the best probably the one I remember <laughs> here we go. Oh, that's recognisably an E. Oh dear. That's... Mine need a little bit of work. So you get to work trying to tune that. Uh, Glenn, we promised you being uh, part of the percussion section for yes, this particular yeah, song. Yeah. So um, you remember I said that my uh, our two-year-old daughter has got, uh, I bought her a pair of maracas to play. Yeah. I could only find one of them in her toy box. So I've brought that. That's fine. Only concern, it doesn't look tuned. <laughs> the other thing is a uh, child's see-through toy telephone, which has also got little things in it. So that would work as the second maraca. But you're right, these could be slightly out of tune. So They're discernibly more tuned than that E we just heard. <laughs> Emma, you've got the next song to tune that up and we'll give you guys a little audition. Next. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> bit of tuning up going on in the other studio there from Glenn and Emma. Uh, sounds like a warm-up to some kind of prayer group, actually, in many ways. <laughs> it's actually Radio Breakfast Show on a Wednesday morning. Uh, Emma, how's the guitar tuning going? Is it tuned? Uh, it's tuned. I still can't play it, though. Well, look, I do feel this is a positive mental attitude. This is what I'd be saying to the kids here, all right? You know, it's PMA. It is exactly that, you know. No, it, I can't do something is not going to get you anywhere. No, I've no doubt I will be able to do it when I've had more than one lesson. OK, but in terms of us recording a song for Friday for our Home Time Show podcast ending, we have every faith in you getting up to speed by then. Yeah, and we know we can tune a guitar as well. Exactly. Where are we with the maracas? Oh, I was tuning the guitar. <laughs> Sorry. Glenn, give us a bit of rhythm. Let's just see what rhythm you've got going on here. That's great. Oh, it sounds like um, Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jack. It really does. It really does. She has All Santa's ear. here. She has an ear for music, does our Emma. Emma, just try and ad-lib around what Glenn's doing there. Just oh, my okay. word. Come on, here we go. It's been a hard day's night. I, I would like to stop playing. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. 
Uh, so I was walking a little one around Southend yesterday after the show and I saw a massive queue of parents kind of stressed out waiting to get their kids' shoes sorted out at Barrett's, obviously ahead of the new school term. And is it fair to say that school uniforms are horrible? Do you remember your first day of term, that first day of term feeling when you got your new uniform on, stood in the lounge having a photo taken, dressed like a female prison officer? <laughs> That's the kind of look you always end up with. Uh, and the whole thing was, I don't the same with everyone else, but when I was at school, you had your square uniform that you hated, and the whole thing was then is to try and modify it to make it a bit cooler, at least leave your impression. And it was almost slightly a protest thing as well. So when I was at school, St Cuthbert Main School in Torquay, what we would do is use uh, a compass to pick out the thread of our tie to make oh. black stripes on an angle across it. <laughs> so, did you used to do any school <laughs> uniform modification things? I do remember very much uh, similar era to yourself, uh, but I do remember the vogue was to, to put the tie on the wrong way around. So, yes. you'd go for you'd go for the thin bit being the bit on display rather than the uh, rather than the thick bit. It's <laughs> like, like a bolo tie. So you look like a you look <laughs> like a sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys are of a completely different generation. <laughs> So you, you're hearing stuff that is just like, what were they doing? Those those crazy kids in the early 80s. Those kids d- dying their ruffles. But I do need no, to true. say that I was the kid that was going for head boys. So I saw what the other kids were doing, but I stayed on regulation uniform. Couldn't quite go down there and uh, and muck around with the uniform. Did you actually get two head boy stains? I did. Oh, that's unbelievable. What, what a rags to riches story that is. You, you guys, did you used to like modify your school uniform? Th- this is all alien to me. The only thing we did was try and wear it as short as possible. So you only had like a tiny, tiny tie at the top and then top, <laughs> top button undone. Very, that's very rebellious. Yeah. Glenn? I'd be lying if I said I didn't wear my prefect badge slightly askew. Oh, you? <laughs> Absolute maverick. <laughs> Absolute maverick. Well, listen, if you used to modify your school uniform back in the day, we want to hear from you on the show. 8, 12, 15 to text. Tweet us as well at Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, Andrew in Epsom says, how about the drawing pins instead of Blakey's on your shoes? The immediate question that comes to mind is, what is a Blakey on a shoe? Is he the fella on the buses? Is he the fella from On the Buses? Yes, yes, definitely was the big character in On the Buses. But I remember there was was a thing for Grosch bottle tops during the Bross era, but that was surely now to do with school uniform. Do you know what a Blakey is? Uh, A Blakey appears to be um, a piece of metal that you put on the heel and the toe to preserve the life of your shoes. I imagine it doesn't look so cool, so maybe that's why you would put the drawing pins on. Uh, we're after all forms of modifications here, even ones that aren't uh, necessarily planned. I do remember there was a lad from our school called Charlie Fulbrook, whose mum, you know sometimes when kids don't get the full uniform and, they, and the parents improvise, his mum bought him Spanish dancing trousers. <laughs> so, <laughs> the flat trousers. He had a stripe down the side. It's like he had castanets whenever he was walking around. Uh, Sean says... Uh, we used to wear the thin side of the tie on show with a cigarette burn on it to be rebels. Wow. wow. See, that's another fashion thing that's not going to get you head boy. <laughs> it certainly isn't. Uh, Chris says, school's all about looking dapper. Suede shoes, designer drainpipe trousers, thin tie, chimney cut jacket, uh, not the school blazer. And yes, I, I was head prefect at 15. It makes it sound like, you know, sometimes you might be able to get there a bit early. <laughs> head boy at 12, mate. Head boy at 12. Uh, Charlotte's hanging on. Morning. Hello. Is that the first time you've spoken today? Because you had that kind of, my, I haven't used my voice so far yeah. today way of answering the phone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, it is. right. Yeah. 
<laughs> just got out. How did you modify your uh, your school uniform then, Charlotte? Yeah, so um, I used to just pull it up at the top, all the skirt around, to make it as short as humanly possible, <laughs> which was a little bit unreasonable. Did you used to get told off at the school gates and have to pull the skirt back down again to normal knee length? Yeah, always, and then you just get back to the common room and you pull it back up again. These are awkward questions for a gentleman to be asking a lady, actually, particularly in public over a radio yeah. show. But at what point did you hitch your skirt up? Was it... Uh, as, no, no, no. If you've just joined us, it, it's fine. It really is fine. As, as a father of a daughter, w- was that something that you do once you've left the house? So, yeah, my mum used to drop me off around the corner from the school and then as soon as she's driven off, um, I'd, uh, yeah, hitch it up there. There you go. So parents listening to this, the key is go back around, <laughs> do a double check. Do an Alex Ferguson like you're checking on him. Yeah, that's what I'll do when my daughter's old enough, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Charlotte. Good to talk. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Julie says leather jacket, jeans under the skirt with long socks over them to hide them, rock t-shirt under the school shirt. As soon as school finished, the uniform came off, straight into a bag, and I was dressed and ready to go. It's a lot of clothes to be learning in when you think about it. It does sound like a kid's sort of uh, party when you were younger, see how many clothes you could wear. Reminds me of when Joey from Friends wore all of Chandler's clothes in one go. That's what that reminds me of. Bizarre. Ben says, front of shirt tucked in, Back untucked. Yes. Where, now, this is interesting because he then goes on to say, I would then wear the tie as small as possible, the same as Emma. There we go, I used to do that too. So, very much the same as you two. Did you then do this? Because Ben says another game was to rip off shirt pockets of other classmates. Oh, wow. I vaguely remember that happening and the tag off the back of the tie as well. I what it's like no, to t- I, I, the only time I remember it happening is I on, on Mufti Day, um, I wore a, a, it, a Italy 2006 uh, top, which had Gattuso on the back. <laughs> and a, and the, the label was just coming off slightly on the shoulder of my friend. It ripped, he just ripped it off. And I still own that shirt to this day. And every time I look at it, I think, oh, Joe Pryor, <laughs> why, did you t- why did you deprive me of that? Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Theft, burglary, a lot of big words were bandied around on this show yesterday. And uh, this is going to sound a little bit like a public statement, but I listened to what you were saying. Uh, after we must do the, better. After the cat-sitting, washing-up liquid debacle, and I've taken direct action over the last 24 hours. I think our boss Paul accused you of possibly bringing the radio station into disrepute. Was that his actual <laughs> phrase on Twitter? <laughs> he did use that phrase and said that it was uh, a contractual offence. Uh, a lot of you were saying it was something that he'd rectified. So yesterday, I did slink back into the neighbour's house. <laughs> I can't believe this, by the way. <laughs> I cannot, but I saw the video. I can't believe this. <laughs> I've tried to put things right. So yesterday, all right, I'm cat sitting, run out of washing up liquid, went over to their house with their keys because I'm sitting there, cats, uh, and borrowed their washing up liquid. Unbelievable. You guys said I should replace it otherwise it was a criminal offence so that's what I've done I have put back into their Wilco Apple washing up liquids Mm -hmm. I've topped it up with my fairy platinum that I've since bought I actually think they've done well out of this transaction Thank you, Emma. Because it's an upgrade. It's it, our washing mm. up liquid upgrade. Even Wilco would say that. It's a bit like look, borrowing someone's car um, and then using it without their permission. Actually, this is like it's just Grand Theft Auto, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> then, then, but then putting in some of that that posh petrol 
that we've talked about on Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Uh, <laughs> However, last night I'm lying in bed and the double A GCSE person in me is thinking. Is your Wilco washing up liquid of the same properties of your fairy platinum? I've got this horrible feeling now that when I go and feed the cats today, sat on the sink, the replaced bottle, you're going to see seven-eighths of Wilco yeah. apple washing up liquid. It's going to be separated like a lava lamp. <laughs> it is going to be like a lava lamp. <laughs> and a very different hue of fairy liquid. So does this mean that you might have to go in and centrifuge the washing up liquid bottle on a daily basis until they return? <laughs> what I'm thinking would be the best thing to do now is to go in and just completely ditch their entire washing up liquid so that when they come back from holiday they're like oh I forgot we've run out of washing up liquid before we went away do you know what I actually I think if I came home one day and I saw that my washing liquid is in two different colours (laughs) I don't think it would bother me too much (laughs) it's all going to be fine If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Picture the scene 10 a.m. yesterday, four weary broadcasters after hours at the coalface of entertainment <laughs> radio <laughs> are packing away their wares, and Glenn Moore's getting ready to leave the studio. And I caught a glimpse into his rucksack and I saw the future. I saw Glenn get out his face mask as all of us are getting ready for trips home on various pieces of public transport. Now, obviously, the face mask is something that very much is now now part of our culture and may well be for a fair bit of time to come. Yep. Um, and we're all adapting to it. And face masks still very much at the infancy in their technology. But I thought what I saw was Glenn getting out face masks 2.0 because your face mask, Glenn, had very, very long sort of uh, white loops and I thought what I was seeing was the first ever face mask with inbuilt earphones. Wow. <laughs> As it turns out, you've just got long loops on your face mask. And quite a messy backpack because it was all wrapped yeah, up together. Yeah, they, they, were, they, they were tangled up. up. What happened was I, 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 I got a cab in and I had my headphones in and then my face mask when I got up the cab and then I, I didn't know which one I'd put in first <laughs> so I just sort of tore them off my face in one go. <laughs> but quite often in life, quite often in life, the greatest inventions come by accident. Cornflakes. Cornflakes? Cornflakes. Yeah, they were made by accident. I'm certain they were. Really? Yeah, I'm certainly like burnt some corn or something like that. No way, I'm not having the cornflakes. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you don't just make up cereal by accident. <laughs> no, I don't, genuinely. I'm not saying that like, you know, Lucky Charms or Ricicles were also made the same way. I but, think like, we do just need to defend the memory of William Kellogg here because yes. there's been some spurious things. <laughs> I, I, made I swear to God, I don't know the details. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the news broadcaster, Emma is. but Don't like, throw I'm, Emma under the bus. I'm absolutely certain cornflakes were made by accident. If I'm the Kellogg's family, I'm, I'm thinking legal accident. Of all the things in the world, you're looking at cornflakes, you think that could be made by accident as opposed to, like, the Segway. (laughs) No, no, I'm not having it. But the face mask... The face mask. With with inbuilt earphones. Glenn, you are a genius. And here's the thing. I think we all need to work together now on the next generation of face masks. Maybe we need to make face masks work a bit better for us. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So how about a face mask with a heads-up display? Yeah, like as if you're in an F-16 jet or something. You got it, with your with your sat-nav for walking along pavements. Even just um, f- 
face mask that had an air cooling system so my glasses don't steam up every time I go into Tesco. Ah, let's do this. From the shop. Let's all devise together. Face masks 2.0. What tech can we work in together? Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Hate it when Glenn's right. (laughs) (laughs) Apology is due, isn't it? Unbelievable. They, Kellogg's cornflakes, they were discovered by accident. It's the only thing you can say. How do you even know that? I don't know. A few things are made by accident. Um, Microwaves? Genuinely, it was a scientist who was who was working on some other project involving microwaves, and he realised that the chocolate bar in his pocket was melting. So um, he meant to microwave. The thing is, anything Glenn says at this point, we have to believe him because he was right about the cornflake. This is it, though. If I'm if I was Glenn, I'd take the cornflake thing, leave it there, and say, "Fantastic, that's All a right, great look at the microwave thing." Then, <laughs> come on, <laughs> put your money where your mouth is. William Keith Kellogg left cooked wheat too long cooking, and they pressed on, forced it through the rollers and they made cornflakes. So I'm checking microwaves now because I'm not having this whole show <laughs> us checking stuff that Glenn has said has been invented by accident. How was the microwave created? He uh, noticed that a candy bar he had in his pocket was oh, starting to melt. Oh, oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> right. 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 But look, we have devised face masks 2.0. By accident, Glenn pulled this face mask out of his bag. It's got his earphones attached. What else could we have for face mask tech? Sarah says windscreen wipers attached to them for the glasses. The yes. struggle is Great. real. It's brilliant. It's absolutely embarrassing when you steam up. It really Keep is. Coming. Pretty good idea in from Matt on Twitter. You can tweet at Absolute Radio. He says, uh, a face mask with a display where the mouth is and the display mimics what your mouth is actually doing, i.e. smiling, talking, etc. That's very clever, very good. Very good. Sarah in Halifax, a little bit more functional, but I'm imagining this is very useful, a lipstick guard, she is suggesting. Yes. I guess it does rub off onto the mask. Well, there's just no point in wearing it anymore because it comes off. Can't even see it as well. Chris, what is your tech? My idea is a snack tray in the mask so you can ha- eat snacks while walking around shopping. Chris. Wow. Like like they have with a horse, like a little muzzle with some apples and sugar in it, sugar cubes. Indeed, anything. So it's hands-free, it's pure sanitary, wonderful. What could be better? Wow. wow. So what? let's just think of some items you could have in your... Um, mas- Maltesers. Maltesers. <laughs> yes. Rebels. It's got to be rebels. rebels. What about, what about <laughs> savoury on one side, sweet on the other? So if you tilt your head left, you, uh, a Malteser drops through. You tilt your head right, what's it? Like a mouth organ. Like a mouth organ in many ways. Well, we're working on version 2.5 already. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Tracy tweets to say, Emma, get Maybelline 24-hour stay, as this actually does stay on with masks, drinking and eating. It's superb, a great buy. Bit of a lipstick advice for masks there for you. But you're right, no-one can see it. That's actually a very good mm. point. What's the point in wearing in the lipstick and no one else can see it? Yeah. So if that is the case, then I don't think K 
catering for lipstick with our masks 2.0 uh, is necessarily a problem that needs fixing then is it are, th- no. are there any see-through masks could you have a see-through kind of look at my look at my face mask it could be called look at my face that would be great for lip reading as well because i have you ever been on the tube with someone and they're talking to you in a mask and then you're realizing how much you normally it's so loud you realize yeah. how much you normally actually rely on lip reading i, could I can't be. hear i can't understand anything anyone's saying here's a grim thing though if you had a see-through mask would you not then get condensation and you'd actually see look horrible yeah. droplets really or someone sneezes in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross. Uh, Tim says, what about a mask with Bluetooth and a microphone for hands-free calls? Yes. Sorry, I haven't moved past that. <laughs> it's not so a <laughs> easy mask. Uh, Zoe says, uh, a pipe so you can drink wine. I mean, some people call them straws, but yeah, you can go with a pipe. Or yeah. even a pipe. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Uh, Dylan says, a face mask that has Google or Siri on it so you can look things up in the queue at Tesco. We've very much discovered this niche that needs fixing, the next-generation face mask. Paul on, from Great Yarmouth says, how about a full, clear, astronaut-style helmet with breathing, breathing apparatus for no condon- condensation, easy for me to say, built-in speakers, Wi-Fi, etc. Wear as much makeup as you like and lip read, plus you'd be OK if the atmosphere unexpectedly disappeared from Earth. Paul has fixed a lot of problems there. We like it. Uh, Jane, give us your pitch. Well, my husband and I were talking about this, so we were saying that actually if you've got to wear a face mask for any more than about three minutes, you get a a slight backlash from your own breath, which is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which can be fairly unpleasant. Some some people kind of need that as well, because there are people who have bad breath and they don't, don't realise it, and this is a great way for them to kind of find out. Well, I think you're probably right, yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't quite with it, are they, with their own uh, halitosis, if you like. So, um, <laughs> so we thought that... Um, you could actually work out some sort of mint infusion or something, you know, that sort of gives you some kind of pleasantness around the breath area. Now, Jane, do you know what? The tech for this, I think, is already there. There's... There's a co- there's a company that I've seen advertised in service stations by urinals. Um, I think they're called Shreddies. And I think they do underpants uh, with a, uh, an infused gusset that is meant to... Um, Freshen up any... Jane, he's lost me as well. If that's any consolation, I'm with you on this. Uh, if there is a backside backlash, shall we say, that's meant to um, infuse the smell of that. So it's well, there. Yeah, well, you know, we all we have to do is move that up to the mouth area and we're done, aren't we? Listen, I, I'm kind of done uh, this, this entire conversation. Backside backlash is uh, a, a, a phrase that's going to haunt me this evening. Hang on, Dave would do this. It's the name of the podcast. <laughs> They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush, at the beginning of the podcast, I think you gave us all uh, a really motivational speech. Thank you. Is there a name for this, this process, this this practice, this way of life that you speak of? There, There is. It's out there. I feel like the name is out there, but I don't know what it is at the moment. So you're, like, throwing noises, aren't you? Yeah, like taking a noise and that inner scream and you're firing it out there. OK, I'm going to... Because what makes what makes things sound better is if you translate it into uh, a, a harder and more distinguished language. Like Cornish <laughs> or something like that. So I'm going to go to Google Translate yes. and let's translate to... Let's translate to Chinese. 
that would be good. So what we're going to call it, the, the, the literal interpretation would be throwing... Throwing noise. Throwing noise, yes. Okay, so... That's a great idea. This is going to sound so good. noise. Will it say it out loud, do you think? Uh, it will. Uh, or there's you doing Chinese. Or there's me doing see it. How, this is a sliding doors moment. So, me saying it, Pao Chu Zayin. Pao Chu Zayin. Oh, that sounds so good. There you go. Pao Chu Zayin. Hence wins the hometown show. The boys have left the studio. But let me be your guarantor That hometown will be back for more Pushing Richie on the radio They'll be back again tomorrow Phantom Music interviews Subscribe, rate, and leave reviews Hometown